Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. First, 
to be chosen by God is sheer grace. Israel did not win a spiritual beauty contest when God chose them as his people. In fact, they were stubborn and rebellious and unfaithful to God. Israel was not chosen because they were a powerful military or economic nation. On the contrary, they were slaves and gypsies. Israel was not chosen because they deserved to be chosen. They were chosen because it was God's delight to choose them. Just as it is God's delight to have chosen you and me. It's sheer, undeserved grace. They were the least likely kid to be picked for the team. Remember this when you reflect on God's love for you. It is indeed a special love to be chosen. Just listen to the beautiful language of God's love for Israel in today's Old Testament reading and the imagery. God calls them his special possession. He bore them on eagles' wings. They were treasured by him. This is good news for us today because you and I are the delight of God's heart. And you are cherished by him, and he is your father. May we never take this love for granted. But there is another implication of being chosen by God. Jesus calls his disciples into the harvest as laborers, and we too are called to be chosen implies a commission and a responsibility. God called Israel a nation of priests. So what does that mean? Certainly to be a nation of priests suggests that all people will enjoy a special closeness with God. But this calling as priests also carries a commission to do the work of a priest in the world. God did not just choose Israel so that they could enjoy God all to themselves. God chose Israel to be his priests so that they would lead the rest of the world into intimacy with him. This is the work of a priest. Priests are reconcilers between God and humanity. The very word priest comes from the Latin word pontifex, meaning bridge builder. God calls priests to stand in the gap that humans have created between themselves and God. We are charged to build bridges across that divide. Now, I'm not just talking about Father Mark. Because here we are, 
God's chosen people, God's priests. You may not wear a collar, but you are chosen and marked as Christ's own. Jesus says in John's Gospel, you did not choose me, but I chose you and appointed you so that you might go and bear fruit, fruit that will last. So friends, when there is a need, let's meet it. When we encounter injustice, let's stand up against it. When we sense lostness and brokenness, let's rescue it and offer it hope. We are the world's priests, the light in a very dark world. This is our calling, friends. This is our purpose. And we need to rejoice that God's outstretched hand chose us. He picked you to be on his team. God always gives his best gifts away. But so do his children. Having been chosen, we are to stretch out our hand to another. Listen again to the words of our colleague today. Keep, O Lord, your household, the church, and your steadfast faith and love, that through your grace we may proclaim with truth and boldness and minister your justice with compassion. What a prayer. Imagine if all God's people adopted this prayer into their daily prayer life. We would start to see a kingdom of priests and a holy nation starting in our own families and flowing into our communities. It all starts with faith. Paul tells us in Romans today that we are justified by faith and that we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have obtained access to this grace in which we stand. And we boast in our hope of sharing the glory of God. And he goes on. He tells us to boast in our suffering. Knowing that suffering is what produces endurance. And endurance is what produces character. And character produces hope. And hope, friends, never disappoints us. Because God's love has been poured into our hearts through the Holy Spirit that has been given to us. We will suffer in this life. And that suffering will look differently for each of us. And we all struggle in some way in that suffering. But we must not forget what we have. 
the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of Christ himself, the one who brings us faith. It's the Holy Spirit who sees us through our trials and sufferings. It's the Spirit that reminds us that God does not forsake us and that God is among us. He is among us because his love is so great and so intense that Paul says God shows his love for us and that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That is a certainty of faith. That Christ died for us. And now, nothing, nothing that we suffer, not cancer, not depression, not loneliness, not sorrow, nothing can steal the peace that we now have with God. He has called us to faith, and our faith is strengthened through suffering, that we may go grow in our perseverance, in our character, and in our hope. Our hope is never in vain. Our prayers are not in vain, because God is with us, and he hears us. And if we struggle to believe this, and we feel that God is a million miles away, know that others have struggled with that too. Even the spiritual giants. St. John of the Cross referred to these times of spiritual dryness, doubt, and estrangement from God as the dark night of the soul. Henri Nouwen called them the ministry of absence. In King David, a man after God's own heart cries out in the Psalms, Lord, why are you standing aloof and so far away? Why do you hide when I need you most? In the words from Psalm 22, we all know. Why have you forsaken me? The very words Jesus himself spoke as he hung on the cross. There is nothing we cannot take to God. In fact, Psalm 139 tells us God knows our thoughts before they even come out of our mouth. Nothing is hidden from him. He simply desires for us to bring it to him. Tell him exactly how you feel. Cry out to him. That in itself is an act of faith. Simply pour out your heart to him. Because it's in that vulnerability where he does some of his best work. He picks us up. And he embraces us tenderly. And although the circumstances may not change in that moment, we encounter his divine love and mercy. 
is peace. Peace not as the world knows it. It's the peace that comes only through Jesus Christ. For apart from him, there is no enduring comfort. So rejoice. Rejoice that God has called you to dwell with him as your chosen. Because you have been called by name. In closing, there are many resources written and spoken about today on how to spread the word about Jesus. Maybe you've read them. Maybe you've heard them. I don't think there's any special formula to doing that. Because the gospel message itself is good news. In fact, it's the best news ever. I would imagine that there are many Americans who are unfamiliar with the Christian story. But how they have encountered the faith and the faithful is probably an entirely different matter. The challenge presented to us today to go into the fields with a message that is authentic. Because the world yearns for authenticity. And what makes the good news of Jesus Christ so authentic is the people who deliver it. People who share the unique gifts and talents, willing. People who understand the beauty and the richness Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.